This is the amazing beauty of creation. I'm Bilal Katrada. And I'm Talha Katrada. And this is the show that brings you up close with the universe around you. Assalamu alaikum and uh, welcome to our third episode of the amazing beauty of creation. So in episode two, we spoke about the, 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 the giant, the mighty, the great, uh, the sun. We spoke about creations that are huge, that are, that, are, that are out there in space, huge celestial bodies. And we saw the scale of those creatures, of those creations. I mean, if you look at uh, some of the comparisons we used, I mean, the earth uh, would be the size of a mustard seed and the sun would be the height of a man. And then we looked at other stars which are huge, even bigger than the sun. That would, if, if the sun was the height of a man, then these stars would be the, the height of a, of a light pole. In this episode, we're going to go the opposite direction. We're going to look at something very, very small, something very tiny, something with eight eyes and eight hairy legs that crawl on your wall that make you just feel creepy just by it walking, just the thought of it walking on your arm or on your leg. Yep, we're talking about spiders. Now, we hate spiders, but love them or hate them, spiders are an absolute miracle of creation. And spiders are very important also because, I mean, they warrant an entire surah, an entire chapter of the Quran to be named after them, Surah Ankabut. Which is the which is the, literally means the the surah of the spider. I mean, if if Allah names something in the Quran, it names an entire chapter after something, then you know that 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 object or that thing that he named a surah after is pretty important. So uh, let's get our science guide Talha to tell us something about some different species of spiders, so we can get an appreciation of what a miraculous creation spiders really are. Okay, so I've got a list of three types of uh, spiders that I found particularly interesting. Okay, now the first spider is called the feather-legged lace weaver. Okay, and this spider, compared to other spiders, it spins an extremely thin web. And these webs have a very special purpose. You see, the feather-legged lace weaver is named as such because of the feathers that it has on its legs. And what it does is it rubs those feathers together to perform a small burst of electricity. Now, whereas most spiders use a sticky glue-type substance on their webs to try and trap their prey, the feather-legged lace weaver uses bursts of electricity to electrocute its prey and keep them stuck on its web. Wait, what? You, you're saying that this spider discovered electricity thousands of years before us and it's using electricity to trap its prey. So is this, I mean, it's rubbing its legs. So this is static electricity, right? Yes. So it not only attracts, but it gives them a little bit of a zap. Like you'd get on a winter morning, you know, if you're wearing silky clothes, you'd get a little zap. Yes, exactly wow. the same. Okay. That's awesome. Okay, now the second spider we're going to go, uh, we're going to be discussing today is the Goliath bird eater. Now, if you're a person that's afraid of spiders, then this spider is probably going to be your nightmare. You see, it's called the Goliath bird eater for two reasons. Goliath, because of its size, and bird eater, because it occasionally preys on birds. Now, it goes by a second name, and that is the puppy spider. 
puppy spider. I don't suppose it's because it's as cute as a puppy, right? It's because it's the size of a small puppy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do, do we get those in, in South Africa? No, unfortunately not. We okay, don't. Cool. So we safe here. Where, where do these actually, uh, where, where, where do they grow? Where, where are they found? The Goliath bird eaters are found in South America, in the Amazon forest. I am not going to the Amazon. <laughs> Neither am I. Now, just to put this, the size of the spider into perspective, it has a leg span of up to 28 centimeters. 28 cent- that's your that's your normal uh, slightly smaller than your ruler smaller than your your 30 centimeter ruler that we used at school are, are you sure you got your your facts right this is some crazy sizes by weight this is the biggest spider in the world it has a weight of up to 175 grams the only spider that uh, would be slightly longer than it is uh, the wolf spider which has a slightly longer leg span. But in terms of weight, the Goliath bird eater is the biggest. And you can actually hear it walking. If it's walking behind you, you'd hear it before you saw it. You can hear its feet clicking on the floor as it walks. That's like something out of a horror movie, honestly. Now, that's not even the freakiest part about this spider, okay? The freakiest part, I think, is its defenses. Now, it has three uh, stages of defenses. Number one, if a threat gets too close, it creates a loud hissing noise by rubbing its legs together. So a very loud, uh, hoarse hissing noise. Then if the, uh, its predator gets even closer, it rubs its legs on the back of its abdomen. And that releases the hairs that grow there, which are tiny little barbed hairs. Think of them as tiny arrows. And those, uh, those hairs get stuck in the predator's eyes, the nose, and it just causes a lot of irritation. And finally... Stage three of its defenses. It has five centimeter long venomous fangs. So that's the size of someone's finger. Five centimeters long. And those fangs are so strong, they can pierce a mouse's skull. So, I mean, if it, if it can pierce a skull, what can it do to flesh? I mean, these defenses are all well and fine, but uh, uh, honestly, that spider won't need to use his defenses on me because, I mean... Just just looking at that spider, I'll be running for my life. I won't wait for it to hiss at me or shoot me with his barbs or, or pierce me with its five centimeter uh, fangs. Wow, that's an, that's an amazing spider. I mean, if you look beyond the, the, the horrific description, the fear that we have of spiders, this is quite, a, quite, a, quite an impressive, amazing creature. So you have one more for us. Yes, this spider is, I think this is probably one of the most interesting spiders that I've come across. Now, the name of this spider is the Porsche spider. Now, there's a few things that make this spider really interesting. Number one is its primary diet is made out of other spiders. It's a cannibal. It doesn't eat other Porsche spiders, but any other spiders that it gets in its environment, it will uh, naturally prey on them. Now, this spider is nothing short of a super spider. And let me tell you why. Number one, it can jump 50 times its own body length. Now, that's the equivalent of a human, a man, jumping the length of a soccer field or a football field. Now, the second special ability this spider has is like most spiders or a lot of spiders, it has multiple eyes, eight eyes in the case of this Porsche spider. Now, 
three pairs of these eyes so are located on either side of its head. And these eyes can see almost in a 360 degree field of view. Now the Porsche spider uses these eyes primarily to track motion, see if there's anything, any prey or any predators uh, moving around it. And its two eyes are located on the front of its head. These are its primary eyes used for detecting color and detecting distance, much like how we use our front eyes. And the third superpower or super ability this spider has is its intelligence. This spider is not just a mindless killer. Right? This spider plans its attack and analyzes the environment. It will use its environment in its attack. So, for example, it preys on spiders. Right? So most of the time, its prey is going to be in its web. So the Porsche spider can't run onto another spider's web because it can get stuck and become prey for its food. So, in other words, spiders can get stuck in each other's webs, right? So, it avoids the victim's web altogether, so it doesn't get stuck, okay? And Clever. it will outsmart its prey. So, one of its points, one of the ways it was observed attacking is, it climbed onto a branch above the, its prey's web, and then it abseiled down to its spider, to the prey, and yanked it off of its web. Wow, that's a that's a scary way to go. So basically, you've got uh, this one little spider sitting on his web, you know, waiting to to catch a victim. But uh, unfortunately, he doesn't look up. And what's happening is you've got this Porsche spider that springs down from the top, grabs the spider and 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 uh, disappears. Just grabs him out of his web. Wow, very scary. And. Another, ob uh, another observation that was made about the Porsche spider uh, attacking other spiders is it outsmarted the spider. It tricked it, in essence. What it did was it went to the edge of its prey's web, okay, to the other spider's web. Now, it can't walk onto the web because it would get stuck. So it stayed at the edge and it dangled its legs in the web on one of the cords of the web. Now, spiders they use their web to track prey and if something flies into the web it causes those vibrations and that's how the spider knows that something is caught in its web and it knows where uh, something is stuck in its web so the Porsche spider goes to the edge of the web and starts dangling with those threads now its prey who is sitting in the middle of its web will sense those vibrations and think that it's caught something is caught in its web so it runs over to the Porsche spider only to be caught and yanked out of the web again. My God, Ya Allah. So you're trying to say that this Porsche spider uses the spider's own web against it. It actually has the intelligence to, to trick another spider. So it just goes and flicks the little web and then the spider gets alerted. Wow, that's like, that's like triggering a false alarm. It, it, in, in essence, that's exactly what it is. Spider has learned how to do that. Wow, wow. Now, you know, what, what, what I think is, is really amazing is that if you, if you accept that there is a creator that made all of this, only then can you truly understand and truly appreciate the beauty of all this. I mean, if you look at these, and these are just three types of spiders, right? I'm sure you've got dozens of others lined up that you could speak about, but unfortunately our episodes don't uh, allow for that. If you think about the different types of spiders, imagine the, the being 
that is so mighty and so powerful and so knowledgeable that actually programmed this, that actually taught these spiders these skills. I mean, if you don't believe in Allah, if you and I'm not I'm not running down people that that believe in evolution. That's not our intention here. But I mean, you're missing out on so much. I mean, one is to be to be told or to believe that all of this just came about by chance. You're, you're taking away so much from it. But if you say this was deliberate, it was created with specific design. It was its little mind, that little spider brain. I don't even know how big is a spider's brain, but that little spider's brain was programmed with all of these tactics and these maneuvers and these skills. Then you start to appreciate the being that actually created these spiders, the mighty, the might and the power and the creativity. You know, we, we never ever think of Allah Ta'ala in terms of his creativity. We think about him in terms of his might and his power. But imagine how creative it is just for every species of spider. I mean, we spoke about three different species of spider. The, the, the body design, their the ways of defending themselves, their ways of attacking, their tactics, their maneuvers. And the spider's web, my God, that is something that deserves a discussion on its own. Because Allah Ta'ala makes specific mention in the Quran to the, the, the silk of the spider. In Awhan al-Buyuti la Baytul Ankabut, the weakest of webs, the weakest of homes is the home of the spider. But that in itself is a miracle if you think about it. Tal, let's do a, an episode just on the spider silk. Just on that. What do you say? I mean, I think that's a good idea. There's a lot we can talk about there. All right. So you're going to do some research about that. And uh, we'll catch up with our listeners. Thank you very much. Uh, shukran for listening. And uh, we hate, hope to catch you in our next episode, inshallah. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at AB of Creation. Give us feedback on our podcast. And let us know if there's anything specific you'd like us to discuss in a future episode.